0: Warning: This podcast may contain naughty language, including the c-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody! You've tuned into to Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game, sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined. As always, by a man who eats out to help out. It's Cleon Bewley. Stop the press,
1: hold the back page. The stage is set, the lighting is right. He jumps up for the ball, he puts it out of sight. It's a day, was the day that Bewley scored. Oh, oh, he can't Ooh. be ignored. <laughs> Hello podcast listeners. <laughs> Hey, Dave, you're up, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I'm like Mohammed Ali at the moment with these rhymes. I am.
0: I know, yeah. You're f- floating like
1: sarcastic fucker. Fla- I know, yeah. F-
0: floating <laughs> like bees and stinging like butterflies. Um... <laughs> exactly. So, uh, how are you, you doing, bud? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, um, bit more of a chilled week this week, in all fairness. Um... Like like every week hasn't been a fucking chilled week for me since March twenty fifth or whatever it is. But uh, I'm I'm a, a little bit closer to hopefully getting back to work. So you know I'm just going to see what the next couple of weeks brings. Uh, but you know we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, a bit more of a chilled week. Um, the the snooker's been on, so I've been I've been enjoying that watching the snooker. Final day today. Um, watched it this afternoon. Another another Grand Prix. We have got a, a, a long run of. Grand Prix every week this week, uh, but yeah, just generally kind of n- not really doing anything too uh, too strenuous this week, just of you know. Is that why we're recording early this week? Um, Due
1: to I'm, the snooker finals,
0: quite possibly. Yeah, that that could be the reason why uh, we're recording. Early. We're not overly early though, like compared to normal, you know. But compared to what time we were doing it a few weeks ago, we've just got a little bit later and later as the weeks have gone on. Um, yeah. So we're not overly early, but yes, I would quite like to watch the uh, the final session tonight. That's uh, um, that's that is one of the reasons. But I have got a few other things to do tonight as well. So that, that that's going to be on in the background while I'm cracking on with other stuff. But in all fairness, after watching it today, I don't think it's going to last that long anyway. Um, and uh, are, are you? Do you watch the snooker? Are you fussed about spoilers things like that? No, not
1: whatsoever. No, you, you're good. You're good. Not whatsoever. Um, no, no, not at all.
0: Well, anybody who hasn 't watched the final yet this is the, obviously we record on Sundays, and uh, the podcast goes out on a Monday, so the final's all been all been and done. if you 've not watched it yet and you don't want to know what's going on, then just you know fast forward a few seconds. but um, basically Ronnie needs one frame to win the world championship, and you know he, he, there wasn't enough frames this afternoon um he, he he could have put it to bed this afternoon, but Karen Wilson won the first frame of the session. Um but then Ronnie took the rest. He needs he needs one frame to win and Karen Wilson needs ten in a row, basically. Whoa. Well, um
1: I liked Ronnie O'Sullivan's soundbite in the week.
0: He's he's done a few gooduns this week. He's done a few gooduns as our Ronnie. Um uh, I presume. Are you on about the one of him uh, to drop out the top fifty? We'd have to lose an arm and a leg.
1: Literally lose an arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah you yeah, said that. That yeah, one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. To put that into context, basically, the um, um, the guy doing the interview was asking. He was playing Mark Williams. Um, in the next game, and him and mark williams have both been pros since nineteen ninety two they both first met um they both first played each other um i think at the crucible i'm not sure uh, well they both first i think they first played each other professionally in nineteen ninety four and it's now twenty twenty obviously and uh, the guy doing the interviews asked him why do you think two guys um over a quarter and a century later are still playing at the crucible at <laughs> such a high level and Ronnie just turned around and said because basically he said because the, everybody else is really poor uh, the the, yep. the the young players coming into the game are really really poor um and that's why we're still around um and and he said I would have literally have to lose an arm and a leg to drop out of the top 50 um i mean i, I think it's a little bit unfair there are some good players good young players but you know the, the fact of the matter is Ronnie O'Sullivan and Mark Williams are two absolutely outstanding snooker players, and Ronnie is, you know, argumentatively the um, one of the greatest players to ever pick up a queue. if not the greatest player to ever pick up a cue. Um, you know, he 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 might not have the um, the st- the, yeah, st- the statistics of of, uh, of a Stephen Hendry, let's say, but. Um, but for longevity in the sport, and you know, to still be at the top of his game, twenty six, seven, eight, twenty eight years later from turning professional, um, he's you know, argumentative. I don't the,
1: know how you get bad at being snooker.
0: You just. I don't know
1: how anyone ever retires from snooker. How do you get bad? You don't lose your legs.
0: I'd imagine. I'd what? imagine it's the same as everything you know. But younger players get better. That's the thing. Younger players get better at the game. Um, you know, you—it's you like darts. You know what I mean? I, I, some of the old, some guys are like top eight, top sixteen for a couple of years, and then you never see them. And you know, other players just come and get better. Do they? Do they not practice as much? Maybe as as they get older and um, earn a bit more cash and whatnot. Do they kind of ease off on the old practice? Maybe they think they're. Um, they don't need to practice as much. And then you've got these younger, hungry players mm. practicing all the time. So, you know, the the long pots and stuff that you, you would have been hitting a couple of years ago, maybe you don't hit as well anymore because you're not practicing. You know, I I used to play darts. I was relatively good. I'm not saying I was, you know, professional standard or anything like that. I was all right as a darts player. Um, I haven't thrown a dart for four years. Will I be as good now as I was four years ago? No it would i would have to practice so maybe that's why mm-hmm. you know as you get older do you just kind of lose that edge does it something that comes with age you, you know you your line of sight your cueing do you lose a bit of that technique i've got no idea any anybody, anybody that plays pool or snooker listens to the podcast let us know you know do, do these things come in, come with age such as any other sport
1: i can only i mean i'm 40 now and i'm still playing football yeah um, like we mentioned today, by the way, Dave, I've seen as we're talking about me and playing football, we drew 2-2 today mm. against Black Lion. Yeah. And I opened the scoring. You opened the scoring. So I did open the scoring. It was a beautiful cross. hung Good hang time in the air, Dave. Mm-hmm. And then a good flick into that court bottom corner. Watch the ball going in yeah. <laughs> so... And then peeled away for the celebration. So it was very, very nice. Very, very say, nice. So, the thing is, though, getting prior. older, getting older, the only thing I can say is the cartilage pain. Like, from yeah. when you kick a ball. Yeah. Well, I don't see how that would be the same in snooker, unless you get shoulder... Unless you get the same issue, mm. shoulder, elbow, and wrist, it's, and I finger.
0: Th- I suppose it's... Um... Something that Ronnie brought up uh, with the semi-finals because you think these these matches are played over over four sessions, and mm. and and it's um, it's stamina and tiredness as well because and he he was like, you know they're so used to playing like short short session matches where you've only got to win like six yeah. six frames to win the match, um, and then you come to the Crucible and it's it's two days worth. You know, it's long sessions, you have to win 18 frames, you, you know, and you bear in mind, if you've, you've got to win 18, your opponent could win 17, that's, you know, you're playing a lot of snooker, it's it's stamina, it's tiredness, it's, you know, and I know you're only... Concentration? W- concentration yeah, I know you're only walking around a table, you're not like running on a football pitch or anything, but it's still that that longevity, uh, you've still got to have that stamina. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah! Ooh. But, it's Three thousand know, steps today. Like concentration, <laughs> yeah, concentration as well. Things like that, you know, keeping you keeping your mind in the game. <laughs> D- does all that kind of go with age? I don't know, but uh, but yes, I am. I'm looking forward to maybe watching some kind of of match tonight in the final in the final session. Uh, one of the things that was brought up on commentary today, um obviously, the way that the snooker final works, it's four sessions, but. You can win in the third session if you if you've developed so much of a lead in the first two sessions, you can wrap it all up in the third, and it's happened several times over the years. Um, Or if you only so so that fourth session doesn't always go ahead, and people have obviously bought tickets for the final session of the final of the World Snooker Championships. And generally what they do in them situations is they put, like, exhibition matches on. Because you've got all the old guys there doing commentary for the BBC. And you've got Steve Davis and Dennis Taylor. Uh, Alan McManus does it now. Stephen Hendry. Ken Doherty. They all mm. all do um, uh, commentary for the BBC. They're all there. So they come out and they put exhibition matches on. But the problem this year is, because of COVID, they're not there. They've only got, like, two presenters in Sheffield. The rest are in, in a studio. Um, so you've literally got... Um, Alan McManus, and you've got one of the BBC, or maybe two of the BBC presenters down there. Uh, So if it is only one frame tonight, I don't think they can put an exhibition on, unless unless they're literally just going to get Alan McManus out to play some trick shots. I don't know. So (laughs) it's like, you know, what would you do in that situation? You've turned up to the Crucible, you're watching the final session, you see one frame of snooker, they give him the trophy, and then they go... Okay, time to go home. You know, would you ask get for John a Virgo Would you ask for a refund? Well, John Virgo can't. That's the thing because he was in Spain, so he's had to bloody quarantine. So he, oh. he, he's not there. It's like he's not Jay even Jim Davies. Get Jim Davidson out. Is he still allowed to come out in public? I'm not sure. Did he was he part of um uh, operation whatever it was called? Um, operation get rid of them. Opera, yeah, operation operation uh, root them out. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever get accused Banned of them from these shores? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, Davey. Go
1: on, go on, Dave go on. Dave Arubo, Dave Arubo. This last week we've had the
0: Champions.
1: The Champions. Chants. Yeah, we should really have some bit more music and we ba, should be ba, a bit ba, more ba, planned ba, than this. Ba, ba, ba. Anyway, it's not a Champions fun. League all week. We've had the Champions League all week, David.
0: We've had Champions League. I've not watched yeah. any of it. Sorry. You've not watched any not watched of it? Not any so Champions League. A,
1: yeah. I'll give you a bit of a rundown, David. Don't watch any of it. Don't bring up any results. Okay. Don't bring it up. Right. Don't bring it up. Okay, okay, Get off your computer.
0: Okay, Take not on your hands off
1: your goddamn computer. Jesus Christ. Thank you. All right. Anyway, I'll give you the rundown. The 12th of August was Atlanta 1, Paris Saint Germain 2. Okay. And that was that was kind of where the sanity stopped mhm and the results so the 13th <laughs> of august we are kind of where the sanity leipzig. stopped we had, we had RB, rb leipzig 2 atletico madrid 1 which is a shock in itself right um, so it's been played on one day It's no two legs etc
0: okay okay yeah and then on
1: yeah. the 14th of august we are barcelona 2 bayern munich 8
0: okay yeah, that's yeah. That's a that's yeah. that's wow. Now I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not a, like, obviously. We, I say this every time we talk about football. I'm not the biggest football fan, but I'm mm. i Bayern Munich and Barcelona are two good teams, though, aren't they? Two. I mean, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Two, they're two good teams, but are Bayern Munich Barcelona Messi? Yeah, UK, yeah, that's what I mean. Are mm. Bayern Munich? that much better than Barcelona apparently so yeah.
1: I kind of watch this match with like a tear rolling down one cheek like so looking at Lionel Messi going you've got to leave Barcelona you oh, can't no. carry this these guys are shockingly shit Bayern Munich basically Uh, Tied them up And put them to to bed Philippe Cortinho Who scored two goals For Bayern Munich Is on loan Guess where he's on loan from Go on Barcelona
0: (laughs) Is that Is this irony
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know It'd at least be six At least be six six two. If the Ants have loaned him Over that way of the water You know What an absolute calamitous And then Uh, So after that happened, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Bayern Munich actually whitewashing Barcelona. Man City playing Leon at home.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought, right, Pep Guardiola, Man City, he's going to want to send a strong message out. Yeah. Because that's the type of manager he is. Yeah. The type of manager that'll want to send a message out to Bayern Munich who've just beat Barcelona 8 2. So Man City on, Leon 3.
0: Yeah, I knew that score. I'd seen that one. Now he if you can just absolutely choked. If you can explain to me, Leon, uh in, in regards of of uh, you know what sort of team they are. If they were in the Premier League, where would they have finished?
1: Uh around fifth or sixth. Around
0: fifth or sixth. Okay. So I know roughly let Let's sixth. say actually actually sixth or seventh. Six or seventh. So yeah, I know roughly I I know what I'm expecting from that team then. Okay. So so Pep Guardiola
1: went and started out or fielded a three at the back. Now, do you want me to tell you the last time he, what happened, Dave, when he fielded a three at the back this season?
0: Go on, I'm, I'm, I could probably hazard a guess, but... Uh, do you want me to tell
1: you what happened? But you can tell me I what happened.
0: No, nothing, Dave. Do you know why? Why? He
1: never played with a three ne- at the
0: back. <laughs> 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 Try something different today, boys. So, so <laughs> we need to send a, a message.
1: For the, for the Champions League <laughs> quarter-final game, where he should have just fielded his, his strongest 11, he went and fielded some type of weird, trendy idea that really made no footballing sense. It was just, watching the team line, line up being sent out, you kind of thought, this is this is stupid. Yeah. He never even bought on, and you, don't, you may not even know who this is, but there's a young player, so... Leon prepared all week for a player called Phil Foden. So, do you know what happened when he came on? Go on. Nothing, Dave, because he didn't come
0: on. Because he didn't come on.
1: He didn't even play one minute of the entire game. Pep Guardiola went with a trendy formation. And quite rightly, being a trendy little bastard, he got slapped across the face. And they lost 3-1. Completely (sighs) deserved. Completely deserved. So, in the semi-final, we've got uh RB Leipzig versus Paris Saint-Germain yeah and on the wednesday we've got Lyon versus Bayern Munich now we could end up with a all german final RB Leipzig versus Bayern, versus, Munich.
0: Bayern Munich. versus Bayern Munich um and and obviously with me not being the biggest fan of football um, do any of these four teams uh, have previous success in the Champions League
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Bayern Munich have been there quite a few times and failed. I don't think RB Leipzig have never won it. I don't think they have. They may have won it years ago, but nothing to modern knowledge. Paris Saint-Germain, uh, they've never won it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Or The last time they won it was a very long time ago. Um, in modern time, they've never won it. In Lyon, in modern time, they've never won it. Okay. Bayern Munich have been there in the final quite a few times. Right but very few times as victors. In fact, lost against Chelsea, lost against Man United. <laughs> lost against... Um, lost against Liverpool. Um, no, I don't think they've won times. Mm, I, I don't
0: think, think
1: so. so. I can't think of nothing at the front of my mind anyway.
0: It just it, to me, it's like um, it's almost it almost symbolises this year, doesn't it? How things just aren't normal. This isn't a normal semi-final for the Champions League.
1: It's like we've quarter-final eight-two.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like we it's all been written off normality this year. I decided the other day that I don't even need clocks anymore. I just I don't well, need to know what time it is. It's... <laughs> well, while
1: we're on the while we're on the subject of football, I would just like welcome back to fitness, Dave Bethel. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah. He's shortly... I think he's shortly
0: out and about. I think he's home. I think he's home After a week
1: away, so I think he's a welcome home, Dave. I'm glad you're well. Donning Donning gave yes, a a nice grizzly beard. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Ugly men grow beards.
0: Oh, he's here. He's here. Cleon's arrived. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, speaking of a weird year... um, we uh, we we ate out to help out, didn't we this week, Cleon? Oh, was Cleon gone? Yes. Oh no, he's did. There. there. we he did.
1: Help. We did. We did.
0: We ate out to and help what out. What did we have, Dave? We had burgers. We went for burgers. Um, and but, so, people who, who don't know, if you listen, if you're listening from uh, abroad, if you're not in the UK, the government have launched this scheme called Eat Out to Help Out, which is. It's so bawdy. That's like something from a carry-on film. Eat out to help out. Um, and between Monday through Wednesday, for any restaurants that are participating, um, you get half price food and drink up to £10 per person. Um, and it's it's not for alcoholic uh, drinks. It's just for, for soft drinks. Um, and like I say, it's only Monday through Wednesday. So... Uh, we thought we would take advantage. Now, this is the—it was the first time that I've been out for food since March the thirteenth. I actually know the date um, that we went out because it was Friday. It was Friday the thirteenth, and um, so we thought we would take advantage and go for some food. You know, discuss some uh, some some things about the podcast, which didn't really happen. We just ended up catching up with each other in general. Because we, apart from doing this, we haven't seen each other since. God knows when. Um, so we went. To, we went and had burgers. We went to the Burger Priest. It was a you know you, you bang your postcode in on on the government's website to see what the nearest restaurants are that are that are partaking. Um, Burger Priest was there. We thought let's go try it out. Now um, I'm still amazed at how little money we both spent. Um, yeah, I, I knew I knew that we would you know obviously be getting less. We we would be spending less money, but I only presumed that it would be, um, you know, the maximum of ten pound each. It would be that it would just be twenty quid off I, the off the bill, um. But how much was it at the end? Do you know what I, I stopped paying attention? I think between the two of us, we only spent like it was like twenty three quid. Now bear in mind, we had starters, mains, desserts, um. Well, not desserts, we had milkshakes, are not So we had starters, yeah. we had mains, we had side orders, yeah. we had milkshakes, yeah. and we had drinks yeah. each. And it only came to like 20-odd quid, like 22 quid, something like that, which is just very good. Night. just ridiculous. But one thing I did notice is the way that they process the bills. Now, I think if we, you know, you go to a restaurant... They take your order. Take your order. They keep going until you pay your bill at the end, and everything's on one bill. But they processed everything as you ordered it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So you got that fifty percent off every single time you every ordered something. Thing. So on, you know, you you ordered your drinks, you paid for it. You ordered your your mains, you paid for it. You ordered the milkshakes, you paid for it. So you were getting that fifty percent off every single time you ordered something, which is why it didn't go up to the maximum. Over the ten pound, it was just fifty percent every single time. So we we saved an absolute fortune. Um, and yeah, like you say, it was a good night. The food was lovely. Um, service was all right, I guess. You know, he was ve- well. <laughs> <I'm> oh not-
1: <laughs> my god, the service was all right. Was it bollocks?
0: <laughs> I'm not. The thing is, Cleon, I'm not complaining for like twenty two quid. Though it's like. <laughs> I don't I, care. Like, I actually
1: told I actually told Jodie about this. How uh, when we were sitting in there, the phone was just ringing. Oh
0: my god, that was the one. Wanted the phone now, I'm, and she was standing <clears throat> about four foot from it. She literally was and in, in, in ignoring it, doing other things to not answer the phone. Now, yeah. one of the things is on uh, on their Facebook page. It actually says. Um, if you can't get through on the phone, please keep trying. We are incredibly busy at the moment, and it may take us uh longer than expected to answer the phone. And it says that. And actually witnessing it, it's like, No, you're not. So, you're just not answering the phone. This is what <laughs> this is what extra
1: busy means. So there's me and Dave in the entire restaurants. Oh no, there wasn't. There was me and you and another there table. Another table, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, two people so let's say six people yeah who've all ordered one of which you were eating yeah the food already so really the only new orders coming through are the two that have just sat down yeah and the phone is just ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing
0: I mean, you were talking to me at the time and uh, I couldn't concentrate on what you were saying because all I could hear was that phone. And I remember looking and then you looking at me and going, I know, I'm going to tell her on a minute. (laughs) I was going to go answer the phone for her. Yes. It's, Burger priest. It was what do you want? crazy, and the other thing as well. And I understand, you know, we've still it, the social distancing thing's still in place. You've still got like a maximum capacity of, of what you can have in your restaurant. And I also understand that you've got to take phone numbers and names because of track and trace. But they were turning tables away, and like Cleon just said, there was only three tables in there, including us. You know, and there was there was plenty of room to social distance. And accept, you know, another few tables. Oh. And bear in mind there was outdoor seating as well, which they could have I people went, could have sat in. And I, I went to a
1: bar social yesterday, yeah. in Newcastle. So uh, the missus was away doing a oh doing a course in Birmingham anyway. Um, so I ended up with I didn't end up with both my kids. So the two kids are at home. Uh, four and four and six, as you know. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda of, oh, what what shall we do? Um, so I took him crazy golf. Yeah. And I thought, but something eat on the way. Of, parked on of the, parked on the cinema. Walked into Bar Social and said, Do I need pre book? And they said, No, just text us your number.
0: Yeah, and that's that's exactly what Texted I, I text him the, was the
1: number at. with my name. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Why not just do that? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. There was there was room to put people. And bear in mind, we were there for nearly two hours, and there was only one other booked table that came in. You know what I mean? There was two yeah. two girls came in, and they did stand there. They were the only ones that stood there and kind of argued the point of, well, can you not just book us in now? We'll give you the details now. Is there somewhere we can go now? And eventually, like, and the, and the, and the, the the woman greeting them was like, I'll just go and ask the chef. And it's like the chef isn't doing anything. We were the last table to be served. <laughs> it's like, come on, these are basics. You know what I mean? I've worked in, you know, anybody who knows me will know. I've I've worked in 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 catering and hospitality for twenty years. And you know, I, I, I just I, the only I, I was just, all I was thinking to myself is one of my old employees. I could picture them cringing just watching this go down like yeah. cuz they missed out on so much business and it wasn't a case of doing it to keep people safe they were doing it because they just didn't want to serve the tables it's as simple as that um, yeah i i i went to a costa with with Littlen, um the next day um, and we we stayed in, obviously, because you know you get it cheaper, so why not? And they they've also employed almost like a booking kind of system, but uh, it's just a wait for tables. So they ask, "Are you eating in?" Yes we're going to stay in oh well there's about a five minute wait for a table at the moment if you don't mind waiting we can take your order now um you can just wait here um and then as soon as the table's ready we'll we'll come get you and and you know what there was four or five members of staff on there was one constantly sanitizing tables others making drinks one of them talking to customers as they would come in explaining about waiting for tables as soon as the table was ready, they sat us down and they said, we'll bring the drinks over to you. Don't worry about collecting them. We'll do all that for you. And their their track and trace system is they've got QR codes on the tables and then they've got um, a, a number which represents their unit. And you just scan the QR code. You put the number in. Uh, you put your name in, your phone number, how many guests are on the table. Bang. That's it. They've got all your information. Then if something happens, you get an automatic text message saying you 've yep. got to go and get tested um, brilliant brilliant thing in place it was it was busy, but it wasn 't full. I felt safe, everybody was distancing um, it was It was absolutely fine and you can do these things you can do these things in these restaurants um, however i 've been reading today uh, that there 's a lot of restaurants up and down the country that are now leaving the eat out to help out scheme because um, it's just not helping them, um, especially down in the southwest, uh, Cornwall way, places like that. Um, the, no more pot- cheap pasties. Well, a lot of people are um, saying that there is the, the hostility towards staff has just increased tenfold. Um, that, that you know, it's basically it sounds like customers that don't understand how the scheme works, and also don't understand that when you're offering half-price food and drink for three days of the week, it's going to get busy. When you're also in the middle of the summer holidays and it's a holiday destination, it's going to get busy busy. anyway. And put that on on top of the fact that they can't seat as many customers because of social distancing. So they're going up to to restaurants and bars and, and whatnot and saying, can we get a table for four no, I'm terribly sorry. We're full. That's causing hostility towards the staff. When it comes to not getting money off the beers, customers are kicking off. When they don't, when they, they're realizing that it's not fifty percent off, that it's capped at ten pound per person, um, they're kicking off. And the other thing is, a lot of these places are saying the trade is here anyway. So
1: why are you bothering?
0: Yeah, we wouldn't be. We we're they're actually losing trade at the weekend because people are wanting to come at the beginning of the week, so they're not they're not booking at the weekend. So come the fucking weekends... fucking English aren't they the yeah, bastards? Come the weekends, they've got a half empty restaurant because people aren't coming. They want to come Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So there's loads of restaurants that are just opting out and saying, you know what, it isn't helping us because we can fill these seats anyway without this scheme, um, and it's not helping. Now. You know, that is the South West. That is a holiday destination, you know what I mean? They probably have got the tourism at the moment, but places like ours, we're in stoke on trent We're in the middle of the country. Nobody's having a... a what do we see on, that, on, that, on the post of on A Stoke-cation?
1: A Stoke-cation.
0: Yeah, nobody's having a Stoke-cation. So, you know, places around here are going to benefit from it. Um, but I, I 100% understand why people would be like, you know what, no. And I did I did read and I speak about this every week, the dregs of the internet, the bottom of the internet, the comments on, on news sites. And one person read, one person wrote, sorry, I don't understand why they're doing it now. Why can't they just do it in the winter? And it's like, because huh? because covid nineteen's happening right now and it's a, it's a way to get businesses open again and to invest money back into the economy. It's... They're not just going to save it for the winter when, hopefully, hopefully, a lot of businesses are back on their feet and things are relatively normal no. again. You this know is what I coming mean? back, this is. Oh, 100%. It's 100% coming back. I mean, there's some scientists this week that have said, y- what, you think the second wave's coming now? We aren't even out the first wave yet. your horses, second wave's coming in a few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, 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 we're not even we're <clears> not even out of the woods yet. It'll be back in around
0: ooh November. Are you going that early? I I reckon about January. You know, I think that's yeah. we. I think we'll peak again in January. Yeah. Do you reckon we're going to have like like this is seasonal?
1: We're going to get these many months off every year in the in the, in the in the year.
0: F- fucking hope so, Jesus. Do you know what I say? I hope so. Actually, <laughs> like I've I've gone I've gone up and then I've gone down. Like I got to the point where I was just like I just want to go back to work now and now i'm back to the stage of you know what i don't actually care as long as i'm no. still getting paid i don't actually care um but you know what the next we've got 2 weeks 2 weeks left and then apparently all the kids are going back to school that's the rules that's the government guidelines 2 weeks time yep. well 2 weeks and 2 days um all the kids are going back to school really oh. really is that yeah. actually going to happen you know what i mean and we're we, shut we can't the pubs we can't stay. We can't stay two meters apart in 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 a, um, a, a capacitised. Is that the word I'm looking for? Um, supermarket. You're going to seriously? There's there's colleges around here. You know that have two thousand students. You're just going to let two thousand students back in the doors on the first of September. Okay, yep. okay. Let's see yep. how that works out for us. Because we're going to do that.
1: And do you know what we're going to do towards the end of August, Dave? Go on. Do you know what we're going to do? A series of concerts that are being planned in the ground of Whiston Hall. Okay. Okay. Do you know where Whiston Hall is, Dave? I don't know where Whiston Hall is no.
0: Well, I'll Whiston. give
1: It's Dave. It's, four, That's the... it's, four, it's four, four, four miles from Towers.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, on August 22nd, Dan Budd is playing at Robbie Williams. Yes. On the 23rd, Queen tribute band Queen Alice are playing. 28 Jane Middleton as Annie Lennox and the 29 30 31st is the band called Kindred Souls. Kindred Souls? Kindred Souls. Souls. Kindred Souls. Souls. Ticket to £15 plus one pound sixty five booking fee and must be booked online due to track and trace. Yeah. yeah. The Venue can do 10,000 but will only be around 500 uh, with hand sanitizer stations situated throughout the venue.
0: Yeah. And I think <clears throat> that's a. That's a good way of getting people back in as well because them tickets are cheap, you know what I mean? They, it,
1: they are cheap, yeah. really. however, bars and food outlets are on site. Now, picnics are a yes and alcohol is a no. So, quite frankly, Whiston Hall, get in the bin. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. I disagree with venues that have bars on site. And bars that put a premium on alcohol, yeah, and they don't allow you to take, your, to own take alcohol. your own alcohol in. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I've got pissed loads of times at V. But what I mean is, it gripes on me. Yeah, yeah. Especially, it's... especially if you're watching <clears throat> bunch tribute tax.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's always been I a can big... deal
1: with it at V. Yeah,
0: know? it's always been a big Jay-Z. issue for me. Um, you go to like even things like um, like weddings at hotels, you know what I mean, and yeah. you know, and you go and get your pint, and it's like, what? Z- sorry, say again. How much did you just say that was? No, I don't mind that
1: neither. <sighs> I don't mind that neither, Dave. I'm on about gigs. Yeah. I eat a gig where you pay like if it's a tribute back, act. Now, fifteen quid for a tribute act. Yeah, it's good money, but. To so watch somebody sing somebody else's songs, fifteen quid, so 16 pounds £16. sixty-five, mm. and to say you're not be able to take your own alcohol, thinks a bit.
0: Oh, I presume are these outdoors? Are they indoors? Uh, yeah, outdoors. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tricky one. to to not not be able to take your own alcohol. I get that because of licensing and stuff, but. I don't agree with the premium beer prices. Uh, events like this, you know what I mean. Yeah. I really don't. Um, the, one of the, one of the main ones that really does my tits in is the theatre. When you go to the theatre and it's like you have two pints and it's fifteen quid, you know what I mean. It's like I, I just you're still getting over that round, aren't you, Rocky? Are or Well, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't mind at the time because I was already leathered. It was like you know what a beer. <clears throat> let's. Uh, you know, let's sink as much as we can before we go in and then uh, we'll be ready for the show. And then it was like, oh, I'll go get around. It's fine. I mean, and that was perfect planning by us as well. We both got in the queue and it was like, hang on, I'm in. does you go the other bar. I'll go this I'll one. I'll go the other bar. And you get
1: me a drink. I'll get you a drink.
0: Let's just do it that way. Um, but yeah, I, it really does me tits and premium, premium prices on, on beer that could be sold so much cheaper and you'd still make a profit on it. Um, because of the the type of venue that you're in, you know what I mean. But in all fairness, shitholes do it for gigs as well. You know, you go to a shit shithole fucking dive venue, um, for to watch a band, and because it's because it's a band night, they they put band prices on the beers as well. Um, and then you know you go in an hour later when it's club night and everything's bloody two for one or you know fucking um double up for fifty P or whatever on your mixes and stuff, on your shots and mixes. Um it it can That's be done. That's what I
1: mean. That's what I mean. But you're not seeing anybody and bandworthy yeah. of any worthy, real worthy notice and people are putting premiums on, but you're kinda like, come on.
0: Yeah. Come on. you you you'd generate a bit more business if you just lowered your price a little bit. On your bar. I'm not even talking like spoons prices. I mean, just, just no, lower no. them a little bit. Just lower them a little bit and you'll make more money on that bar. Um, speaking of gigs though, local gigs um, and local bars, a venue that I've mentioned a couple of times, 11 in Sandiford. I've already spoke about how we're... How, how, <laughs> Sandiford. Sandiford. Um, how well that the... Um, what? Um, <clears throat> what? Say again. I've already uh, mentioned how well the. Say it again. Sandyford. Quite <laughs> carry on. Am I saying Sandiford it wrong? Sandyford. Sandyford. <laughs> um, uh The way that the um, reopened with the social distancing, the ticket thing, and how well it's been received and all the positive feedback, uh, they announced this week that 80s hair metal band Alley Guns will be playing 11 next august 2021 been booked wow, for next year that's
1: something i'll, I'll put in diary right away <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously that's something <laughs> that excites me a little bit more um LA guns 80s hair metal band um the the beginnings of guns and roses uh were Alley guns yeah yeah um uh, phil lewis from um the band girl who Probably most commonly known for, this, for the song Hollywood Tease, I'd imagine. Um, Phil Collin, who was in Def Lap, but was also in Girl. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Phil Lewis, uh, Tracy Guns, both from Alley Guns. Now, the, the weird thing about Alley Guns was, throughout the early 2000s, like 2002 to 2012, I want to say, 10 years, there was two versions of Alley Guns. Um, because uh, Tracy Guns left Alley Guns and started his own band which ended up being made up of previous Alley Guns members, so they eventually started touring as Alley Guns. But Phil Lewis was still in Alley Guns, and he carried on touring as Alley Guns, because they were Alley Guns. It's like the UB-40 thing that's happening now as well. Um, With his brother. Yeah, yeah. So, for ten years there was two versions of Alley Guns touring, and I believe they both released an album as well, under Alley Guns, but obviously two different bands, two different albums. Uh, and then in 2012, Tracy Guns' version of the band folded. And and since then, though, uh, Tracy Guns has rejoined Phil Lewis, and I believe they're now touring as Alley Guns, featuring Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns. So... Um, It is the only Alley Guns touring at the moment. There's no confusion over that. And I'm very, very excited. um, Very, very excited. To go and watch uh, Alley Guns. Hopefully, go and watch Alley Guns next year. And the tickets, speaking of the cool prices, only £16. Cannot grumble at that at all. Yeah, UB40. That's another one that's happening, is it? Ali Campbell leaves UB40. Um, With his brother taking over. uh, uh, Yeah, with, with, uh, with Duncan Campbell taking over on vocals, yeah. Um, and there's now two versions because Ali Campbell just toured as Ali Campbell, and then mm-hmm. he eventually, I think he was touring as Ali Campbell sings UB40, but then two guys, Mickey and Astro, left UB40 and rejoined Ali Campbell. So now they tour as UB40 featuring Ali, Mickey, and Astro, or Ali, Astro, and Mickey, whereas UB40 are still touring as UB-40, because they are still the band. One person left, you're still the band. You know what I mean? You're still UB-40. Um, so
1: is UB-40 now featuring the brother of what was the, the lead singer?
0: Yeah, so the, you had Robin and Ali in the band anyway. Ali was the singer. Ali left, so they got the other brother, Duncan, in to, to, to do lead vocals.
1: But that's good at the dinner table, isn't it?
0: Do you know what? I they released an album, um, I can't remember what the album was called, uh, and it wasn't that bad in all fairness. The, the, the album they did after Ali Campbell left, and I think they did Labour of Love 4, um, but you know, as they've gone on, they just haven't been as good. And I've watched some live footage, and it's like, yeah. It's all right Some things are meant to be. Yeah. But it's not that's the thing it's not Ali Campbell singing and it's not his voice singing the songs um which just makes it a bit weird. Um and I and I believe a similar thing that happened with Ali Guns happened with UB40 by way of a judge I think a judge ruled that um you know not one brother has got claim to the name UB40 and they can both use it. Um <laughs> Which is a bit weird, and and it's things like um, it's things like Spotify. We start a band called UB40. Yeah, let's do, it, man. Uh, it's things like Spotify where you know Ali Campbell's uh, Ali Campbell as UB40's albums get put on the same feed as UB40. So ultimately, it's two different bands. And when it gets uploaded to Spotify, and I would think the record companies would do something about that because it's two separate bands. It all goes onto the same feed on Spotify. It all goes onto UB40's feed. So it's like, well, how are they collecting royalties for that? You know what I mean? If it's all on on one feed, I, I'd imagine lawyers and, and music companies, record companies, are dealing with that. But it's two separate bands. You know, Sugar it's Babes. Weird. Sugar Babes. There's another one. Hang on tell you what
1: I think they're quite i I think, regardless of their lineup, I think they're quite good, do you know
0: the original three got yeah. back together, and yeah they couldn't obviously couldn't use the name sugar babes because they had no claim to it because the sugar babes still existed, but the sugar babes existed i don't know if they still exist, and it was three it was a different band it was three completely different people to the from the first album to the last album and you know, I've I've often spoken about this, because, you know, playing in bands over the years, um, my my last band, um, there was only Trev, the drummer, who was the original member from the very 1st lineup line-up that, that got put together. Um, Trev was the only original member. I came in, you know, well, they got rid of one singer, and I don't even think he was the original singer when I came in. Um, and then, you know, we went through three bass players, and then the guitarist left, uh, which just left us as a three piece, uh, so Trev was actually the only original member. he only would have taken Trev to leave, and we get, and then me yeah. and me and Pat stay and get another drummer, and you would have had a completely different lineup um going under the same name mm-hmm. which you know it's like I suppose shit like that can actually happen. I am maiden, there's one you know they've on, one, yeah they've only got two original members left from from when they first got... And that's not even... That's from when they first got signed. It's even bloody... You know, it's only Steve Harris from when the band first formed. But when they got signed, they had Dave Murray. Um, but they still tour as The I Beatles? Know?
1: The Beatles? They've only got two
0: members left? That's because the other two are dead. It's... <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um Something well, do you
1: else... Mick Jagger keeps prancing up and down the stage.
0: I know, but they. they oh, I suppose that isn't. One, two, three. They, they've only got three members left, have not they? I suppose. Yeah. With the Rolling Stones. Uh, Ronnie Wood wasn't an original member. Bill Wyman left. Um, the other guitarist passed away. So yeah, three original members. But that's that's longevity. That's that's the early fucking sixties. You know what I mean? For them still be, kind of going at it as they are. Um, uh, you know they have a team of paramedics that tour with them. Yeah. Um, Just in case, and I don't blame him I don't blame him at all Defib Um,
1: defib on the sideline every time he starts Doing his songs, Mick Jagger (laughs) Get him back out there (laughs) And and judging by And judging by Glastonbury When when I watch them play that live set The drummer
0: Is a puppet (laughs) I know exactly what you mean it's like he just doesn't know what's going on and somebody's controlling his arms. Yeah. He's got to be 100 and something there by be now, Charlie Watts. I don't know how old he is. How old is Charlie it's like Watts?
1: It's like his arms are working completely independent of the rest of his body. You like, know, from his elbows down, he's a groove and perfect harmony. But from his elbows up, it's kind of game over.
0: He's 79 years old. 79 Bloody years old and yeah. still drumming in the Rolling Stones, you know what I mean? And that's... That's that bloody good going drumming takes it out of you, man. That's crazy to be the backbone of a band and keeping that rhythm going. You know, I I often wonder how Nico McBrain does it, and I made, and he's sixty eight, and he's still giving Blood it man. large. You know what I mean? He's he, he's he gives it proper large um and you know what i'm friends with it i'm friends with a chap called wayne i say friends um we we knew each other from the band friends. scene um we knew each other from the band scene and we, we he, he's from he's originally
1: <laughs> from friends well yeah he's originally from
0: stoke and he moved to Coventry. and uh we we did a, a couple of gigs and they came up here and we did some gigs we went down to carventry and did a gig with them and i stayed in touch with wayne over the years and um uh, where he's proper sound Wayne is and uh he's got he's got some friends in high places as Wayne and he's friends with Nico McRain from uh from Iron Maiden um and he I remember him uh, texting me to say uh, I thought you might enjoy um uh hearing this like um he says Nico's just text me because uh, I'd messaged Wayne to say we're doing a gig and it's fucking 300 degrees, you yeah, know, we're in this this dive bar somewhere, and it's 300 degrees, I'm sweating my tits off, he's like, well I've just had a message from Nico, because they're playing in America at the moment and his drums were that hot that he, he couldn't touch the rims of the drums, and the skins were starting to, like, sink uh, because <laughs> it was that bloody hot where they were playing um, bloody! Hell. There's the stories of him playing when he's sick as well. He's throwing up on his drum kit, but he just keeps going, keeps that bloody backbeat going for the for the rest of the band. And I'm like, it's a bit rank at us. You might might just want to take a day off. Like, no, <laughs> but no, no, just take a day off. Mate. No stopping him, No stopping him. You know, you imagine bloody uh, bands these days doing shit like that. I sound like an old man when I say that. but Bands these days you do, doing that. You do. I did a gig with a cut finger once, playing guitar. Blood pissing ev- everywhere. Yeah, man. A, a cut bloody... finger? Was it I... Was it a paper cut, Dave? No, no. Well, I was working in kitchens once, and I took the fucking top of my finger off. And um, <sighs> it was on that like, with a little hinge of skin. And uh, we, I did that. We then we went to the recording studio the next day. So I recorded four songs with blood going everywhere. Um, I literally had to record solos in four parts. I would do it like... If it was... a if, Well eight parts really i was doing it a bar at a time if it was an eight bar solo i'd do one bar then i'd have to stop wipe my finger wipe the guitar then i'd have to get dropped back in do the next bit then get dropped back in do the next bit that's the only way i could record and then on the um on the day of the gig uh, i literally glued my finger back on i just glued the tip of it back on and just hoped that it wouldn't come open it did ten minutes into the set it popped open and i just bled all over my guitar and over my jeans and over my pedal board but i did the set it's like
1: have a day off dave
0: fuck it man people are fucking have a cold and not go do it. well especially these days you can't go do gigs with a cold can you these yeah with the
1: rona no 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 Uh, no, no, the rona
0: rona's rife and stoked by the The way have you been reading that
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We're we at McDonald's now, aren't
0: we? We've got We've got a temporary, uh, temporary uh, Rona test in place popped up in Stoke, so we'll be the next ones going into lockdown.
1: It will. It will. Have you um? Uh,
0: have you seen any of the uh, the A level controversy from this week?
1: No, no. Oh,
0: the with the results, uh, the marks.
1: the controversy of the results have been downplayed instead of being up,
0: or instead of just You've being, got
1: downgraded.
0: Instead of yeah, instead of just being right. What happened
1: that day what's happened i haven't followed it so i, I know it's been mm. down grading by uh, you know, the detail of
0: it yeah basically it's like 40 percent of um uh, let me pull these uh these <clears throat> the news up here so uh nearly 40 percent of a level grades awarded on thursday were lower than the teachers predictions now Obviously, they've had to come up with a system because the exams have all been cancelled. So it was going to work by way of taking your already done like coursework um, and then your teachers would assess and come out with a predicted grade. All that was going to get taken into consideration. Uh, but the, basically, the, the government have gone for this like algorithm thing um, where it only takes a few marks to completely screw the whole thing up. Now I don't know exactly how it works and I've only read like computer programmers who've come on board and said we think this is what's happened and people who write algorithms and the the main consensus is that the government have gone for the do it cheap do it now as opposed to yeah. invest more money and get it right and it might take a bit longer but do it cheap do it now. So For example, there's people that, you know, they got, in like mock exams, they got A's and A stars, and their predicted results were A's and A stars. There was a a student that shared her results uh, online, and they took a photo of them, and she was predicted, uh, her mocks were A star, A, A. She was predicted A star, A star, A, and she came out with a B, a C, and a B. (laughs) and it's just like seriously there's something's gone fucking wrong there and it's and it's because of the average thing if you've got like if you throw in a load of extremities it's going to throw the average out and that's the i think that's the way this algorithm has worked um uh, 36 percent of entries had a lower grade than teachers predicted and three percent were down two grades after the exams were cancelled, now Scotland balls this up the week before as well, and they did it on like a i think it was like a means tested like postcode thing so if if it was a load of people in your postcode area were were getting were predicted shitty results, and you weren't you were getting a shitty result. That's the way that worked um but Scotland were very fucking quick to go. We've balls this up. Let's change it. And the same day, they changed ten thousand results. Yeah. Oomph, they just changed it. And so far, it's been four days now, and the government have done fuck all. Um, there's, there was a, there was an appeal guidance, an exams appeal guidance that was put out yesterday, and it was like it was a guidance if you wanted to appeal um it was a, it was a guide to of of how you do it and it was by using valid mock exams and today they've withdrawn that guidance straight away they've just withdrawn it and it's now being yeah. reviewed so anybody that could appeal now doesn't know how to because all that's been withdrawn um and once again this is something i haven't read into this too much i've just skimmed over the surface but it also seems to be that the people who are having private education and are paying for their their education have come out with this all right. And it's the people from the working-class families that have come out with the lower grades, um, which kind of says it all, really. Um, well, postcode. And yeah, the post, it's the postcode as well. Um, it's... I, I I don't know the right way of doing this, but there must be a better way. Um, One of the things I was concerned about with education is, you know, colleges colleges rely a lot on being able to say, oh, we've got a a so-many-percentage pass rate, you know. So many percent of our students go to Oxford and Cambridge. So many percent of our students get A's and A-stars. So many percent of our students go on to have a career that they want to have, blah, blah, blah. And I always thought... These teachers are now in a position where they could go, mm, yeah. We predict that this person could get an A. You know what I mean, and and maybe yeah. kind of fix that thing of, of, you know, obviously that it would have to be governed somehow. But there's a, there's always that chance that it, that the system can be cheated.
1: The brown envelopes are back out, Dave.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that it could be that it could be cheated. Um, so that's one more you're doing it that way. There's your mock exams, obviously. You could go off mock exams, but I don't know. You know what I mean? There's also people who were like, in March, they were working at like maybe a C or a B, but they were predicted come June to be up at like a B or A level. You know what I mean? They they, they were going to up that. If they worked, they could up that grade and get the next grade up. That was out the window. And how would you prove that? You know what I mean. Your teacher could say, "Luke, you know, we think that you're going to get to you. You're at C now. We think well, we think you're going to get to B, and we think you're going to smash the exam." There's kids who are maybe shit at coursework but brilliant at exams, and now it's yeah. like there's no exam. How do you do this? I, I, you were, I also you were,
1: you were relying on yourself to do well on the exam.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, dude? I, 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 you know, being back in education and being at university again, my exam got cancelled this year. I didn't have to do my exam. And the way that my university did this was they took your overall continuous assessment score, which was your scores from the six um, essays that you did, um, and then they, they took an average mark from... So people who got the score that you got... For the last Mm -hmm. six years, well, three years, so six um, classes worth of modules, um, whatever you got on your overall continuous assessment compared to somebody who got the same as you, what they got on an exam... um, So, the average person who got this much percent would get this much on an exam. Bring that all together... Um, with with six modules worth of data to give you an average score, and I yeah. I personally believe that I also got downgraded because of it. However, because I do I study through the Open University, they have like a um, an education board, a governors board, an ex- examination board kind of thing, which they they um, have like this uh, right to change the final actual award the level of award so even though my grade i think was downgraded i still came out of this module with a first because yep. they to then take their 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 liberty to go you know what This person's level of work has been at this much. They take the tutor's feedback into consideration as well. Um, They see how you would have done if if I'd have sat the exam. They take the exam, the quality of work in the exam, and they go, actually, this is a... A first's worth of work. This is a two ones' worth of work, um, and we believe this person deserves that grade. Um, and that's across the board with the OU. They do, they do that. They did that in the previous module. They do that on this module. So I actually came out with a first, which is fantastic. So I'm not complaining, but I still think I got downgraded on the percentage. I can't get a higher mark. It's still a first. You know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah. can't. I can't get any higher than that. But I think the percentage was downgraded. Um, okay. But but the fact of the matter is, the government still haven't done anything. Four days later about this, they've not done anything to fix no. it, and it's all there. The evidence is all there. Something has gone wrong, so so what fix do you think it. the
1: government should do?
0: Uh, genuinely, I the, the the students that were predicted to get A's and B's and have come out with C's and D's, give them the fucking A's and B's. Give it to them. If they <laughs> were, <laughs> just give it them. It's... You know what I mean? The, give it the, them before the riots. Just give it them. If if their coursework... You went tight well, pits there. I know, just yeah. Just give it them. My mouth's gone really dry. If their if their work was at a level of A and A star, and their yeah. mock exams were at a level of A and A star, and their teachers were predicting that they were going to get A's and A stars, give them the fucking A and A star. Just give it to them. It's fine. Give the children what they want, Boris. And don't get me wrong, if you if you were predicted Cs and Ds and you got Cs and Ds, then don't up their grades. That's what they were predicted. But another, another thing with this as well, and I know you can't fix the system for everybody and somebody's going to get left behind, but there'll also be students with special needs that would have got assistance in an exam. They would have had like, you know... Uh, extended hours, they would have been able to sit mm. in the exam for instead of three hours, sit in it for eight hours or something. You know what I mean? They would. want to
1: pass the crayons out.
0: They, well, scribes, people have scribes as well. You know what I mean? They, they would have had that assistance, and they would have probably come out with better marks than 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 what they've achieved. There's going to be people who failed when they potentially could have passed. Even he may have been a low pass, but they potentially could have passed because of that assistance in exams as well. And I know you can't fix it for everybody. People will get left behind. But there are thousands and thousands of people out there that you can fix it for. So just fix it. Do what Scotland did and just go, oh, you know what? We've ballsed up. Just fix it. (laughs) We're doomed. (laughs) Just fix it. There are always going to be people in this situation that are going to get better marks than what they deserve. There's going to be people yeah. going onto university courses that probably shouldn't be there because they're not good enough. But time will tell. You know what I mean? Time will tell on whether that's the case or not. I just think it's one of them years where f- fuck it. Don't you shouldn't be fucking downgrading people. You know what I mean? If they were set to get these A's and A stars, just fucking give it to them. Just give them the fucking <laughs> grades. It's as simple as that. Why downgrade people? Just give them... Don't upgrade them. If you were going to be getting a B, give them a B. Don't give them an A, give them a B. Give them a B. It's dead simple. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: know why they just haven't said, teachers, what were they going of?
0: Yeah. And obviously, you know, a selection of work needs to be assessed. It need, you can't just go out one person... Because that can be fudged, it can be cheated, and one person could go... Oh, yeah, they were going to get an A star. He does need to be governed. You know, you need to have examining bodies in to assess the work and say, okay, yeah, you're right. But. I'll bet
1: you've got a couple of people that were expected to get a D, and they've got C's and B's.
0: And they're just keeping their mouths fucking shut, and I don't blame (laughs) them either. I, I don't blame them at all. Just walk away with whatever you can fucking get away with this year, you know what I mean? But but there's people out there that will not be able to go to university anymore because they've been downgraded on their results. What did, what and that did, just isn't fair.
1: What did Norman get? What do you mean, what did Norman get? What did Norman get? Two A's,
0: a B, and a C. Well done, Norman. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> May we suggest, Norman, that you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Go, go over there.
1: We're gonna roll you somewhere in a good university. <laughs> mm. He was a special lad, was Norman.
0: Was Norman? Everybody knows a Norman. Um, anyway, on that note, mm. unless on this note... you have anything to add, Cleon. Um, I don't know. Did I tell you I scored a goal today? You did. You, I mean, I've I've forgotten how you scored it. I mean, if you could explain that to me again, that'd be. That'd be nice. Like,
1: just... oh well, there was whippage from the corner. Oof! Uh,
0: I ran out on a
1: diagonal, oh. jumped, caught quite a bit of air, oh. and then caught the flick. Caught the flick on. Now I've got the flick on. I'm watching ball go into it, back of in that. Oh, 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 bootylicious, Dave!
0: And I now have an erection.
1: You should.
0: <laughs> you should. And on that note, uh, a big thank you to everybody that listens weekend and week out. You guys are awesome. Don't forget, and I say every week, please share us out amongst your friends. One of the best ways you can show love to a podcast is by telling everybody about it and get other people to listen. And don't forget, subscribe on as many things as you can subscribe on. If you've got Apple Podcasts, subscribe. If you've got Spotify, subscribe. If you've got SoundCloud, subscribe. Just follow us everywhere that you can follow us. It means the world to us and leave us some reviews, preferably good ones. You know, if you've got bad reviews... Email us first. I don't know. Drop us a message. Maybe we can help you out there. But just leave us some good reviews. Tell, us, tell all your friends about us. And subscribe to us wherever we're available. And we are available wherever podcasts are available. Including Apple Podcasts. Including Spotify. Including uh, Podcast Garden. Including Google Podcasts. We're even on YouTube. Uh, follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Podcast. On Twitter. It's at ShinglersListPC. You can follow me. At Shingler, M V O C. You can follow Cleon at K. Albuli. You guys are awesome, and we will see you next time.